Welcome to a live Friday edition of Locked on Cardinals. I'm your host, Alex Clancy. Joining me today for the whole damn show, Cam Cox, Tegna, 12 News. He's my brother. We're going to talk all things Cardinals. Here we go. You are Locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi, everybody. I'm Alex. I host this podcast. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you to everybody who makes Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. This episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners get 50 bucks off purchases of 500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement, man. Use code Locked On at checkout. Um, I'm stoked about this podcast. I decided to do it live because I haven't talked to my boy in a while. Uh, Cam Cox going to join me here for the whole show. We're going to talk Kyler Murray. We're going to talk Kyler Murray. And we're going to talk Kyler Murray as well as this roster. And if it's good enough as currently constructed to contend for an NFC West title and make a run in the playoffs that the Cardinals fell short of last year. Without further ado, this guy talks a whole damn lot. So I may as well get him in right away. Cam Cox at Cam Cox 12 on Twitter. My boy, man, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Man, Alex, I missed you, buddy. I thought we were going to talk about uh, the NBA Finals and the D-backs. My bad. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, I, you I know what? You want to talk about that collapse last night? I don't know if that's this kind of show. Um, oh, just a fun fact. Um, Kevin Durant's going to be a Golden State Warrior at the end of this year if they don't win the Finals. Just let's have a conversation about that, not when we're talking about the Cardinals. So a lot happens. Down? Can I write that down? You have so many hot takes. I like keep track of them on Twitter, so I need to, I need to write that one down. Well, you know what? You know what? You need a hobby is what you need if you're keeping track of my dumb stuff that I say on Twitter. Uh, Cam Cox, one of the best in the business, been in Phoenix for a while. Um, a lot's happened since yeah. the end of last season where the Cardinals unceremoniously uh, were removed from the playoffs. Uh, it was tough. We're not going to relive the past stuff, but um, from that as, say, the goal line, okay, and right now, say, the opposing goal line, what do you think of what's happened since? Free agency, draft, Hollywood Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, like – are the Cardinals, let me frame it this way, are the Cardinals in a better spot now than they were at the end of the 2021 season roster-wise? Alex, that's such a hard question to answer. I'll say this. They are still must-see TV. So, like, regardless, like, it's, this to me, they're some of the best drama in the National Football League. When you look at all the storylines heading into camp next year, next season, what it could mean, um, everything that happened last year. Like, to me, everything they do, every time Cliff gets up to a podium – training camp next year, it's like must-see TV because you really don't know uh, what's going to happen. I think the goal line is slightly better. And I say slightly better because I'm okay with some of the decisions that were made to kind of run this thing back in a way with the group that they had, um, bring in another receiver. Hopefully everybody has more experience. Like To me, they're a playoff team. But now the question is, can everybody take a better step and 
show that this team can really be something together and that Kyler Murray can grow as a quarterback. This offensive line has been together for a while. Can they get back to what they were before last year? This receiving core knows the system inside and out. Nobody's learning anymore. I don't want to hear anything about learning in training camp. No, you guys know what's up. Hollywood Brown's going to be the only one learning. And from what I understand, the offense has a lot of Oklahoma tech, uh, terminology in it anyway. So he should know exactly uh, what the deal is with Kyler Murray. There's no more learning anymore, especially for Cliff, Vance Joseph, and then with this defense. Sure, you got to plug in some new guys. Uh, but for the most part, um, I think this team should take a, a, a should take a step. The question is, will they? Uh, is is the biggest thing. But um, there must see TV. I don't know how far that goal line is has improved much. I think now they got to go out and show it. Kind of like last year. We wanted them to prove it, that they were better. They proved it the first half of the year. Then we saw another collapse. Now this is a point where you're getting years under your belt, under your quarterback, under your system, under your head coach. Now you got to prove that all that time you spent building this thing was worth it. Yeah. Cam Cox, uh, 12 News. You see him all over the place uh, covering the Cardinals and others. Um, you know, there's a couple things that I didn't necessarily agree with that the Cardinals that Michael Bidwell did. Um, sure. I know that you are warmer on Steve Kime in the organization than I am. That's not what this conversation is about. With the with the contract extensions, okay? Uncertainty being removed. They were weird. Like, okay. I, oh, so I, for I, you, so that's what was your first? So my sure. dad is not a Cardinals fan. I mean, like, <laughs> he watches them now because I've covered the team for, you know, 10 years or whatever, but. When I called him and told him, like, hey, Cliff and Kyler just got a contract, Cliff and uh, Kime just got a contract extension, he goes, you got to be bleeping kidding me. Like, that was, that. that's what he said. Because why, when did a lame duck coach become something that wasn't prove it for a year instead of, you know what, let me reward you early. Now, sure. tell me what your first thought was and what you think now. My thought, my initial thought was like, oh, oh. That's interesting, you know, but then you then you kind of fold back pages and you understand how Michael Bidwell works as an owner. He's big on loyalty. So when you could say that this roster has been rebuilt from what it was, a lot of that is on Steve Kime going from what they were with Steve Wilkes and the roster that was just awful to what it is now. The pieces that you brought in, you can all point to Steve Kime and building this roster. Can you say that's deserving of that long of a contract extension without winning a playoff game? That's a very interesting conversation. I don't know how many team owners would quite agree with that. But then again, Michael is loyal to his guys. He trusts his guys. So then the contract extension makes sense in Michael's eyes. Cliff Kingsbury, you asked him to come here and grow this thing back up. He's done that. Every year they've seen improvement. Uh, so in Michael's eyes, that's probably deserving of keeping this thing together and seeing this thing out. Now, listen, you know how the NFL works just because you give these guys extensions. We've seen it plenty of times over in many different teams. It doesn't mean they're going to live out these extensions, but maybe the investment from Michael is just saying, we're going to keep this band together. We're going to show you that we're committed to our guys. Now go out and find a town, go in football games. Something tells me if that doesn't happen this year, I don't know if there will be immediate changes, but now all of a sudden those contract extensions get very, very short. You have to continue to show progress this year. And that, and I'll say this, you have to win a playoff game this year. Bottom line, you don't want a playoff game this year, then you start having some really tough conversations if this is the continuing direction you want to go with this franchise. You built it up. You made the playoffs. You set the standard last year. If you see another, any type of collapse in that second half, if you see another where they don't win a playoff game, then you start having some very difficult conversations that are more than valid to have about both the job security of Cliff Kingsbury and uh, Steve Cotton. 
and I'm happy you brought that up. I was going to actually talk about this in the third segment, but I'm going to do it in the second segment because I have a theory and I have a theory. Is it a good, one? It a good oh, theory? Oh, oh, it's ironclad. It's self-fulfilling because what, what we know about the Cardinals is they've put themselves in this situation to have to do the things that they do. And it's not like, oh, this was forced upon. It, it wasn't like they took over a dynasty league, a dynasty team in, their, in a fantasy football league. That's like, what is this? I got to work with this. They did this. And I think that they're framing something that people aren't talking about that will be discussed if things go awry. I'll bring it up next. Cam Cox, Channel 12, joining me here. Mike Tegna, brother. We're going to talk Vance Joseph. Next, first, Blue Nile. Okay, there's a couple things I don't know about. Cars. And anything having to do with jewelry. I used to be good buying my mom's stuff, and then I stopped. I went on, like, a three-game win streak, and that was it. But the, the beautiful part about Blue Nile, um, first of all, they've got every diamond shape, size, clarity, everything you need, okay? Um, they've got 24-7 support, chat, and call. If you are at 11 o'clock the day before your mom's birthday or your fiance's birthday or your husband's birthday, whatever, and you want to get a rock or you want to get some jewelry – BlueNile.com's got you covered, man. Call them. Be like, hey, listen, help. I got no idea what I'm doing. Do it. And BlueNile.com, that's another thing that separates them from the rest. Move, uh, make, your movements, make your moment sparkle uh, with Julie from BlueNile.com. Locked on listeners, get 50 bucks off purchase of $500 or more. That's including engagement stuff, okay? Use promo code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece at BlueNile.com today, yo. The yo part I added at the end. <laughs> All right, second segment, Locked On Cardinals. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Uh, thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. You've got something to say. We give you the platform to do it. We've got an important uh, favor to ask. We're putting together a survey, okay? We want to learn more about our listeners and what makes your favorite Locked On podcast even better. I'm trying to make this better every day, man. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcast. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. Won't take it won't take very long. And everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of $1,000 Ticketmaster gift cards uh, to take our audience survey that we'd like you to take. LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you for the help, yo. All right. Um, my theory, Cam Cox from 12 News here in Phoenix. Um, what we've seen this offseason is the Arizona Cardinals are overcorrecting, like Steve Kime does, drafting two defensive players in the first round of the last two years. Completely the opposite this year, trading for Hollywood Brown, then drafting Trey McBride. I'm assuming Trey McBride kind of fell on their lap. He was probably high on their list, but they weren't necessarily yeah. expecting DeAndre Hopkins to get suspended. We, we It's still kind of muddy with what was going on, like what happened in the chronology of things. I'll say this. I'll take a proven receiver over an unproven receiver any day. And also, yeah. this tight end is, is the freak like they say he is. We'll find out this very quickly. But if this was a guy that they were like, I got to have, I don't blame them for taking somebody. Good football players I get it. are to come by. See, I get both moves, but I don't get both moves in the same draft. And it's like when you have needs elsewhere, rush the quarterback, stop the run, Stop opposing wide receivers and protect Kyler Murray. I had on the on my list way higher. And obviously, with DeAndre Hopkins getting uh, suspended, it put things puts things in a little bit of a different lens. But yeah. my theory, okay, I'm not putting aluminum foil on my damn head. I feel like what set what we're setting up right now is for Vance Joseph to be the scapegoat and go with me here. 
They've done everything offensively, okay? They extended Kyler, uh, Cliff Kingsbury. They extended Steve Kime. They ain't going anywhere. Like Michael Bidwell, even if they go 2-15 and 15 this year, he doesn't want to look like an, like he's – they're not going anywhere. Vance Joseph lost Chandler Jones, even though he's obviously regressed a little bit th- that he did a couple years ago. Lost Jordan Hicks for the leadership in the middle of the field, who was paramount in the beginning of last season, even though, you know, he's obviously older as well, but a great locker room guy. Um, obviously, with Jeff Gladney, the terrible uh, thing that happened, you know, the, him passing away, nobody could have expected that. We're not talking about, you know, but – Vance Joseph hasn't been given, aside from a pair of third-round picks, any upgrade from last year, okay? And I think that scapegoat is very, very loosely defined because, say the Cardinals win six games and their defense is 23rd in the NFL. You got to let go of somebody, and it ain't going to be Cliff, and it ain't going to be Kime. So Vance Joseph is just looking there like, what the hell do you guys want me to do? Tell me that's wrong. See, this is Alex. This is what I appreciate about you. When you think of these things throughout the entire, I guess I follow you on Twitter and I see you throw out some of these things. And my guy's like, look at my man just th- thinking outside of the box all the time. Uh, I think you're completely wrong. I think you're <laughs> completely wrong. In fact, if I could go, you just buttered my ass up. Come in, on, man. In, fact, in fact, if I could go get some foil, which is right over there in my kitchen, I would go put the hat on for what? you because I What's think this is straight conspiracy theory. I can't even spit it out. Um, yeah, man, I, I just I disagree with that. This defense has shown under Vance Joseph that they can play. They, they've also shown, here's what I want to remind people, as great as Chandler Jones was when he wasn't in the lineup, they showed they could figure out ways to mm-hmm. get after the quarterback. It wasn't always against top-rated teams, but even then, they showed they can get after the quarterback. The key up front is you invested in some of these defensive linemen, these younger guys. they got to grow up at some point, too. you got to figure out at some point what you have. You drafted two first-round linebackers for Vance Joseph to grow. Zayvon Collins did battle some injuries last year. Uh, it set him back miles, apparently. That's why he never saw the field. Wasn't ready to take over. Jordan Hicks was still a monster. But at some point, you have to figure out what you got. Marco Wilson, you promoted him kind of like you did Byron Murphy in his first year. Gave because them- they had to. Because, because they had to. that was and the self-fulfilling the- prophecy. They yeah. had to. They, they didn't do to anything during the pre during the. You have to yeah. figure out if these guys can play and if these guys can grow. Vance Joseph to me has done an incredible job with this defense. I, I was watching him and Cliff the other day at OTAs, organized team activities, and I was trying to just think of like other teams. It would never work to have to say, "Hey, just DC, you do your thing, right?" And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be the head coach, just coach the offense, and really not get involved and let you do that. And we, I mean. What they have is so unique. And I think somewhat, we don't, I don't say this enough, but I think Vance, Cliff, and all of them are kind of tied together. Like this thing doesn't work and this ship doesn't sail right unless Vance does his job on defense and Cliff has the offense rolling like it did last year, too, as well. I think I thought Vance at times has done an incredible job with this defense. I really hope whatsoever that he's not a scapegoat coach because they've showed time after time under him and under his leadership and under his guidance, this defense, no matter who you throw out there can somewhat get the job done at times. Uh, not towards the end of the year. Um, but I'll say this, this is to me, this year's on the players. Like you drafted some of these guys to play Byron Murphy's coming up for a contract extension. Buda Baker's got his Marco Wilson. What are you going to do in year two? Isaiah Simmons, where are they going to move him around a little bit too as well? I don't think he's just going to play in the middle. Zayvon Collins, you invested all this time and effort into him. Will he step up and be this leader? To me, this year is more on the players that you've put in those positions to prove it. Then next year, you got a lot of guys up. You can rework this roster fairly quickly because you're going to have to because you have so many free agents. I don't think for a chance that – 
they blame whatever this is on Vance Joseph. To me, if it, if this thing doesn't go like it should go, then you know, for example, that you don't have the right fit, right players, and you got to move on and make some decisions fairly quickly next offseason. Agreed. No, and that I agree with everything you're saying, but that has nothing to do with this season. What he's done when Chandler Jones went out two years ago and the pass rush got better, that was right. masterful. He got Hassan Reddick paid when they didn't know where to move him for the first right. three years of his career. And the one great move roster-wise that I was like, Steve Kime, great job for not picking up Hassan Reddick's fifth-year option. Whoops. You know, like that, like they finally moved him. And that's why I hope that they can find a spot. I was talking, I can't remember if I was talking to Kyle Odegaard or something. I had somebody on him like, is there a chance they move Isaiah Simmons to see quarterback hit quarterback? Like he can yeah. put Hassan Reddick in his pocket yeah. with how I, big I, he is. I think there's a good, I think there's a good chance you could see him all over the field in the open parts. But, of but, but is that what you want? Don't you want him to have one job? Like, sure. isn't that the goal of all of this? Sure, I think that's an easy thing to say. Um, yeah, but sure. if, if he if he can be this this guy that you really can play on the outside that can get after the court, maybe he's a better fit there. It took a guy like I think he's better than Hassan Reddick. It took Hassan a long time to figure out his kind of spot where to go in this defense and to really learn it. I don't think it's taken Isaiah Simmons that long to learn. The biggest thing with him and Vance Joseph talked about this this week. He's got to make plays more consistently. I mean, that's the biggest issue with him. Now, can that be easier if you just put him in one spot? Sure. But if he's really this freak athlete that you – and the Cardinals defense, that's what I think a lot of people don't understand. They don't play like a traditional 3-4 defense. A lot of times, count them if you want to, there's only two defensive linemen on the field probably 80% of the time, which means there's always more guys in the secondary or more linebackers. So they're moving – folks around all the time. Now, if Isaiah Simmons is truly one of those guys that you could create a lot of mismatches for, especially against offensive linemen and get past those guys, then I'm moving him around and being creative and doing what Vance Joseph has done uh, these past three years here in Arizona. Yeah. Would it be easy yeah. for just him to learn one spot? Of course it would be. Um, and maybe that would help with the consistency issue that we've seen with Isaiah Simmons. But if he's really this freak athlete that they think he is, and I think that we've seen so far, Maybe we can get him on some different spots and put him in some different situations to allow him to succeed a little bit better. That's just great coaching in, in my eyes. So, but I mean, yeah. it's big year for him, big year for him, big year for him and Zayvon Collins. They both, I mean, th that defense, plain and simple. You want this defense to succeed? Those two guys have got to have big years. If they're struggling, the whole defense is going to struggle because then you're playing guys, two, three, four guys, you're going to sign somebody off the street uh, to help out. And that's never usually a good thing. Right. Um, and there's the other school of thought that Vance Joseph was holding Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins back because he didn't like to play rookies. And I think that's absolutely insane. We saw Raheem Mostert, 75-yard house call, targeting Isaiah Simmons during the first series on the field. That yeah. kid did not know what he was doing. He was not put in the right position. He was, what, was six or seven position groups during that offseason? Like, yeah. Isaiah Simmons didn't deserve the playing time his rookie year. He wasn't. I, I, always, I always go back to DJ Humphreys. And DJ, I've known since he was drafted. Talked to him the very first day he was here. Great the interview. Cardinals, yeah, great, <laughs> always great. The Cardinals reached for him a little bit. Like, you looked at where he was projected to go. It wasn't necessarily where the Cardinals took him uh, in the first round. He was a guy that needed to sit. Like, you would have loved to see him play. And I know a lot of people out there are like, just let him play. Experience. Throw him in the fire. Sink or swim, like that's that's all great sometimes, but maybe sometimes it's okay too to have a plan and to let these guys learn. A guy like DJ needed to learn 
And now look at him. To me, he's one of the top 10 left tackles in all of football. Paid like it too as well. Isaiah Simmons, we all saw it that first game. Man wasn't ready. It happens. But guess what? You learn, you live, you, you learn experiences, you watch film, you get stronger, uh, you get in the NFL system, you get comfortable. I mean, they're humans like all of us, too. When we start new jobs, we're not necessarily the boss tomorrow. And I think a lot of people forget that. Like, they just – football is a job for them. We've all been in situations, too, where you're not comfortable the first day on a new job, first week on a new job, first year in a new job. But you are that second year because you know how everything works. Um, I think Isaiah Simmons is one of those guys that you saw – while you would have loved to play him all over the field that first year, he has gotten better and better. He's got to take a big step this year. Zayvon Collins, too. Zayvon Collins has got to show he can play. At Cam Cox 12, Cameron Cox. I was going to do Cam, but I did Cameron because I it's, just want to call you by your full name. You know, either me. one. Either one. My follow, yeah, follow him on Twitter, Cam, Cam Cox 12, 12 News, uh, Cardinals locker room coming up, you know, obviously in a couple months. I, I'm, I'm stoked. Uh, I'm just stoked to see what, ha- like, there's so many question marks. And the biggest question mark. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the of the beginning of this was is Kyler going to get an extension? We're going to talk about it next. Should he? Will he? If Wait he does, we haven't talked about Kyler this whole time. Oh, this no. is a record. This is you won't a stop. You won't stop talking, man. You don't let me get it in. Cam Cox, Alex Clancy, Friday edition of Locked On Cardinals going live. Um, coming up next, all things Kyler. First, BetOnline.net. Um, if you want to see some crazy, crazy futures, like the Cardinals' futures, should they just be question marks? For win total and and odds to win, um, odds to win the NFC West. No, BetOnline.net's got you covered for both. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your bet betting uh, stats and sports info. They've got everything. Like stuff's happening. Basketball, like NBA Finals, crazy game last night. Hockey playoffs been wild. Major League Baseball's going on. Uh, MMA, UFC, boxing, everything. BetOnline's your your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports. And more. Go to the website or use your mobile device today to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Cam Cox, 12 News, Mike Tegg, the brother, joining me here for a full pod. We, I haven't done a full pod with a guest in a while. It's cool. Um, you know, it, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. talk with you all day. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Okay. Yeah. Um, scrubbed Instagram. Eric Burkhart love letter, no response from the Cardinals. Everybody freaking out. Should mm-hmm. they extend him? Should they trade him? Nine, you know, 90% of the NFL teams, probably 80, would have been on State Farm Stadium's doorstep with three first round picks and two players to get Kyler Murray. Then he showed, then he didn't show up to voluntaries, and now he's there. Everybody, I implore you, chill the hell out. <laughs> this has not, in my opinion, this has nothing to do with leadership. This has nothing to do with anything. Is Kyler quiet and not a rah-rah guy? Absolutely. Is he part of a gaming company because he loves to play video games because he's a human being? Absolutely. Is he getting drunk at in Old Town Scottsdale at 2 a.m.? Most likely not. He probably can't do that from his room playing video games with Christian Kirk and Chase Edmonds. Okay? But what issue remains right now is, is this a urinating contest? Is this a, well... They've got, he's got two years left on his deal with the fifth year option, as Steve Kime told Pat McAfee, but he finished it with, but he's our future. In Mm -hmm. my opinion, after June 1st, which it is, with Jordan Hicks out, we're starting to move. That was the last excuse. What are you waiting for? That's my, what do you, what's the point in waiting is my question. They're not worried. They're going to get it done. What are you worried? So you get, so you're one, you 100% think that he's going to get paid before the season starts. I do. I you wanna, you I, trust that. 
I, I do. Okay. I, I 100. Okay. Uh, I'm not. It doesn't even like bother me anymore. Like early on, it did the, the scrubbing of the social media, the playoff exit. Like it was just all. So it was kind of like the Suns exit. You know what I mean? You were, you were, you were disappointed. You were frustrated. You were mad. It was yucky. You were looking yeah. for answers, and then that happened. It was like, you know, it was just too much all at one time. And so then the, then the combines come in, and so it's like it's all this football madness, like getting packed into stuff. So of course, you know, it's going to get blown up the way it did, and it should have. Your star quarterback, who you call your franchise player, who is the key to everything, you know, and he knows it, and the Cardinals know it. Uh, all of a sudden, took all these references off social media. People could say that's a no big deal. Listen, I know kids. That's how kids work these days. They don't like something, they take it off social media. And I call him a kid because he kind of is a kid, but makes more money than I'll ever make in my lifetime. Is what it is. Uh, but that's just how that generation communicates when they're not happy with something. They take it out. They take it off social media. Um, and he had a plenty of Cardinal stuff. The Cardinals work very hard, by the way, to make sure he has content to put on that social media page. So all that time, I get why it blew blew up. But the fact of the matter is, he's Kyler Murray. He is the best quarterback they have ever drafted. Plain simple. We have seen bad quarterbacks come in and out through this door. Quarterbacks have drafted, quarterbacks they've brought in. He is the best quarterback. I was going to say that they've ever had, but I really like Kyler Careful. I know. Care, careful. Um, oh, got eviscerated for saying that. Maybe some of the most raw talent we've seen he's the best young quarterback they've ever had by I mean, it's not even close it's a one-person race the potential is through the roof but i i guess what i'm just trying to portray is that that's how good kyler murray is it's like he's in these conversations that he probably shouldn't be in yet but that's just how much talent that there is there like that's that's what that's and it fits with his offense it fits with cliff all the above i'm not worried whatsoever steve kime it while he's made plenty of bad decisions He's made plenty of good ones. He's no dummy GM. He said this too a few months ago. Not sure. I think it was after the draft, maybe a month ago then. Uh, he knows this team is better with Kyler Murray as their quarterback. They will invest in Kyler Murray. I think it gets done before training camp, just like every other quarterback uh, you know, that's going into their fourth year has got done. I think it's going to be a nice thing to start training camp with. It doesn't need to happen now. It doesn't need to happen in July when nothing's going on. I think to start training camp with that Kyler Murray extension at some point or right before the season would be great, be a great vibe for this team, be a great mojo heading in, especially with now this suspension with Hop. Uh, teams look at those kind of things. At least I think they do. When can we throw out really positive stuff to get good vibes going around the team? I think that's what they're waiting on. They're going to get a deal done. Uh, he's still going to play out some of these years because the money won't kick in until down the road. This year I think will bump up a little bit too as well. Salary cap's going up. They're going up. They're going to pay Kyler. Everything's going to be okay here in a couple of weeks. I don't know, weeks, months, right before training camp, whatever that is. Yeah. The summer blends together. So I yeah. think it's going to be just fine. I'm not worried. I don't know anything. I don't know something is in the works. I wish I did. I've tried to find out. Nobody's talking. Uh, I think it's shocker. Done, and I think everything is going to be okay. And this will all be fun to talk about and revisit. Um, you know, it's like, oh, that was a fun offseason. I speculate. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's what the offseason is for. Absolutely. Cam Cox, 12 news. Do you, do you think it gets, it gets done? Or are you, are you skeptical I, about it? I, I, I mean, I think that, like, I think that they should have just said, oh, you know what? This doesn't happen in the NFL. Make it happen. Just pay him now. I, I wanted to pay him in May. Just who yeah. cares? Well, what's the difference? And 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 the reason why. The flip side of that is, what's the difference if it's going to get done? What's the difference when it gets done? As long as it's done before, before, before training camp. And yeah. I just like, 
if it's not done before the first second the training camp begins, it would be a huge fumble by this front office, in my I, opinion. I know. I because it, it's just it's I for agree. mental health capacity of, of everybody. You know, it's just like, you know, I mean, I, I talked a lot earlier this week about mental toughness as being the biggest upgrade the Cardinals need to have when going gets tough. And I pointed out, Cliff, in no particular order, Cliff, Kyler, Rodney Hudson, Buda Baker, and Byron Murphy. Buda Baker and Rodney Hudson, I trust the most. They are the set and forget guys on this roster. And I don't think there's another one. I think it's them too. Because J.J. Watt, will see what kind of role he has. Byron Murphy, will see. He had a great CB1 start and then kind of sputtered off when the pass rush stopped. You can trust Buda Baker, maybe Jalen Thompson and Byron and uh, and uh, Rodney Hudson. But the mental fortitude that's necessary to take the next step up, the Arizona Cardinals organization hasn't really been under the spotlight except for you know a little the BA years but it was a little surprising early and then the 2015 run paying Kyler Murray is a necessity to strengthen the foundation of what they're already building with Cliff and Steve Kime it's like what are we waiting for here the issue is Steve Kime and Michael Bidwell do whatever the f they want so if they don't want to stop urinating they don't have to pay Kyler for 700 days. Sure. They don't have to, you know? Well, and it's like, you know what? He's going to make what? He's making no money this year. Obviously, it'll balloon in the fifth year if they pick it up. Or they pick if they him. don't pay him. Yeah, right, right, right. If, if it goes through, if it goes through there without him getting an extension, if he doesn't have a contract before training camp, I don't see Kyler Murray playing week one. Like, I think that's where Eric Burkhart has shifted this to. Sure. I don't know if Eric Burkhardt is out of his. I think he's. I think Kyler has outgrown his agent and his head coach personally. I don't think he has the best, the best nest. I think Eric Burkhardt is not doing the right thing here personally, well, well, especially think, with I the think, Cardinals. I, I don't think he's outgrown his head coach by any means, but I do think the whole thing with the agent is is very weird. The letter weird is, is the right word. Uncalled for. Like I just I didn't think it was necessary. Uh, and then when we talked to Kyler, he did a charity event here like a month mm-hmm. later. Couldn't have been more different in tone. You know what I mean? I, I feel like if your agent throws something out there like that and then you step in front of a microphone, the tones have to match up. It didn't match up whatsoever. So I, the, the yeah. agent thing bothers me. I don't think he's outgrown his head coach. I think they're all a perfect match. They all feed off each other well. They all complement each other uh, well. But I, I do agree with you on the on the tone setting and the foundation. Kyler Murray is that foundation. I hope Steve Kime and all them, when they say these things that they've said recently, I hope they mean it. I hope they understand it because I do agree to your point that paying Kyler to start the year would set an amazing foundation for this fan base. That's the future. Team for this future. Yeah, it's it just do wonders going into what's going to be a weird training camp with DeAndre Hopkins. We can get into that if you want. I'm very skeptical about Hop and that moving forward. So I think you could set a lot of things at ease when your quarterback is taken care of going into an offseason. I'm talking now we're talking next year when there's a lot of free agents. Like you can just set a bunch of precedents that like we're going to help and try. They can't do it with everybody, but try to take care of our guys that have been those foundational pieces to grow with. And maybe that's a little more incentive for guys in contract years that are good players to go out there and play hard, knowing that, hey, they took care of Kyler. Hopefully they took care of me. I think it's key that this deal gets done, as we've heard from everybody at the start of camp, 
going into year four. I think that's yeah, for sure. Must. I mean, there's two things that's going to be unavoidable. And, and there's one thing that with Michael Bidwell, people constantly say, oh, he goes for it. He goes for it. He goes for it. He doesn't pay off. He doesn't pay free agents. because He's like, oh, it's usually a waste of money. I'm paraphrasing. Okay. You can't have it both ways. You can't go for it and also be penny pinching. If you pay Kyler Murray, I will remove that from my thought process. If you give him 270 throw up million dollars and, you know, for, for an extension or on top of what he already has with the figure object, like cool, good. The second thing is if Steve Kime doesn't pay him this offseason after being the cool buddy buddy with Pat McAfee saying he's our future, Steve Kime, anything that comes out of his mouth, he may as well be a politician because there will be no merit, no credence, no strength of anything that he says if he doesn't pay Kyler Murray before the season starts because he pretty much said he was going to. Yeah. With I Pat McAfee. That's the under that's the impression that I'm under that they're going to pay him, that everything's yeah. gonna be um, smooth sailing once the season starts. Uh, it, it, it'll be very weird if they don't. He is clearly the best player on the team. He's the guy. Like, take care of him. It's a lot. I'll say this. It's a lot of – I. my thing with quarterbacks, I don't – and then again, no one's ever offered me $40 million a year. Hmm. I don't know how I could ever turn that down. Um, I've always looked at guys like Tom Brady, and I'll even say Tim Duncan back in the day because I've worked in San Antonio. But, like, guys who didn't always take the max amount they could get because they knew they could build a team around. I don't know what the salary cap is going to look like moving forward, but it bugs me that these quarterbacks are making such high cap figures now, and they rightfully deserve it. They touch the ball every play. I get it. I get it. But to take just the most I can get to reset this, you know, whatever a quarterback should get um, can have some long-lasting effects on the team. Um, that's just all. That's just my personal belief. Go. After, yeah. I always, I always tell players, half of your players who get their money, go out and get theirs, get as much as you can. That's taking care of you and your family and your paper. That's a, your thing. But I, when you, when you look at a team thing, it's not always the best thing for the team to take up that much of a chunk salary, which is why it's so important for them to play well under their rookie deals. I guess you can say, uh, but either way, I fully expect Kyle to get paid all this to be under the rug once the season gets going. Agreed. And, and the one thing I'll put on this, and we're going super long. Sorry, David Locke and Ross Jackson. I'm having fun talking with my boy. Um, I think you give the rookie contract getting their first one just a pass. It's like, okay, you're going to get your generational wealth. This ain't Aaron Rodgers holding, a, holding an organization ransom thrice after getting paid. I mean, and he hasn't won an important game in over a decade. And he's getting $50 million a year to keep them relevant. This isn't that. So I, I, and I, I was with you too. I'm like, Patrick Mahomes getting 500 million. I think it was only like 150 million guaranteed, something like that. They've already restructured it. They got, but like with him, they got Chris Jones paid. I think they got Travis Kelsey paid with the structure of the contract. Yeah. And then now it's going to be a $1.6 billion tax, you know, whatever it's going to be uh, moving forward. They're going to be in, in rough shape, but the Cardinals need to pay Kyler Murray before training camp. I think Cam and I both agree. Cam, it's been a lot of fun, man. I really appreciate it. 12 news, Tegna, family with Locked On Cardinals. Uh, thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL. I do it on Thursday with Tyler Rowland from Locked On Titans. we got some of the best across our Locked On NFL host landscape. Experts, insiders, it keeps everybody dialed in on the national stories that you don't necessarily get with our team-specific podcast. Follow Locked On NFL every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. I'll talk to you Monday.